When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Uh, so no regular episode this week, but that's totally fine because instead we're going to be dropping our longest best of episode. I ended up pulling an hour and seven minutes of clips from the last 50 episodes uh, from episode 140 to episode 190. Uh, so I have Scott and Brian here real quick, just so we can kind of talk about the year of of episodes, because um, this was our first full year with brian mm, it was magical and it was it was and, and man did we we killed it this year uh so you're going to be hearing clips from all types of stuff uh there's clips from when we were still doing the goosebump episodes on the main feed uh there's some uh growing up kelly clips in here there's uh i won't say what happens in it but some of you might already know uh there's a clip of something that happened during our halloween movie draft <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, mostly it's just a lot of us having a good time. There's a couple clips that have some of our guests. Uh, so you'll hear not just our voices, but you'll hear Kyle uh, pops up in there. Uh, Andrew from Five Iron Frenzy is in there a little bit. Jonathan London is in there a little bit. And as I'm scrolling through this, I'm reminded that we had some really cool fucking guests this year as well. So I just wanted to sit down and ask Scott and Brian, like, what are some of your highlights of doing it this year? What was some of your biggest memories? Uh, the kindred. <laughs> it was, I mean, Dude Pro Party Massacre was a big one, and and well, and getting Mike James on was really fun. I mean, he was that was really cool to me. Yeah, that and that was the first time that I think we've ever had a situation where reviewing a movie got us a guest. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. But also, you know, what was super cool is getting Chris La Martina involved. Brett, Brett from uh, You Might Be the Killer. Yeah. We got yeah, oh, yeah. Brett Brett pops up in one of these best of clips. Yeah, we got sure. some we got some really talented people this year. And I, I I feel like if you didn't know us, 
and you are listening to us right now, you think that we're like tooting our own horn, but we're really just shocked that it happened, that any of these happened because we're just professional appreciators, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, 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 it almost feels like a bunch of people are slumming it for us. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. And we appreciate them for it. Yeah. Like, cause you know, like Becca McKendry and her, oh, her yeah? husband yeah. Dave coming on was like, you know, that was something that was in the works for almost two years with scheduling issues just constantly. And I didn't think it was ever going to happen. And, you know, like they're just so much more successful and busier than all of us. Yeah. yeah. So like I was kind of fine with like, if they don't make it, they don't make it. But like the fact that they were able to, to find time and, you know, we had to change our schedules around a little bit. Scott and I both had to work from home. Brian couldn't get off. Like it was, but it was cool to, to see it happen. Um, I also think that, you know, this year was the first year that Scott and I actually saw each other more than once a year. Yeah. Um, we we saw each other a ton this year and possibly still more to come. You never know. But like this but was that, that year... will technically be year five. So that will be year five. But this was like um, and I and I get I attribute a lot of it to Brian. I know that Brian will always kind of act like he's just the guy that kind of came in here and sits on the sidelines. But Brian's addition really made the show feel more real. And it made Scott and I really step up our game on like, let's treat this like a business. Like, because before it was just like two guys hanging out, having fun. And, and now it's very much like, let's shoot this pilot. Like, let's think about how we merchandise ourselves. Let's think about like making sure that we are staying on top of our Patreon and our schedule and like not slacking. And like, you know, sometimes it's a lot of work. We're very excited that by the time you're hearing this, we have like a nice month long break, but like, there's been a lot of weeks where this has been almost like a second job, but it's been a job that I love doing. So it never has been intrusive. Yeah, but, but it's, it's nice that that it's it's uh, well, we have wonderful listeners that stick with us, even though there will be technical difficulties or, you know, most of the time the, the Patreon newsletter comes out like five days after the first of the month. <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't I think only once or twice this whole past 12 months did I finish it without it and it and it and we had a week where they didn't know what the movie was so yeah you know i, I try really hard to we try really hard to, to do all that stuff to make it to make it work but i mean i i don't feel like the sacrifices are ever too much like i know and we're good at being, we're all flexible we're we're i think what helps is that we talk every day so yeah. like it's oh, yeah. real easy for us to like Hey, I can't record on this Saturday. What what times are free throughout the week for us to record instead? Like we we don't just like push things off to the next week unless we absolutely have to. And you know, it's it's a I mean, quick story. I literally in the middle of pulling clips, my computer crashed. Like yep. was officially done and I wasn't even home. I was in I was in Boston. So I drove to New Hampshire to an Apple store dropped $1,300 to buy a brand new computer, <laughs> then had to drive to Vermont to go to a different place that would extract my hard drive so I could still get everything that I had already edited so that we could make our deadlines. Like, Best dedication. We, yeah, like we are, we do everything in our power to make sure that stuff drops on the time that it's supposed to drop. Um, and, you know, I'm so excited to start showing you guys more and more of the pilot. By the time that this is out, I am literally... While you're listening to this, I'm sitting with Brian and we are doing the final cut on that pilot. So if you are a Patreon donator at the $10 mark, like you're going to see that 
pilot before almost anybody. Probably so even before even, me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Scott, we got to send you some of the clips because you need to write some I need music to write for music it. for it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, we're very excited, and I just, you know, I want to take a time to just really thank Brian and Scott because this has been such a long journey and dream for me as far as podcasting goes. And having, like, two dudes who really, A, aren't afraid to tell me when they think that I'm making the wrong decision, but B, have been very generous to just kind of go along with the ride and, you know, help, you know, we've all just been kind of helping each other open new doors and, you know, seeing that Scott gets more eyes on his music and like gets to have interactions with musicians that are really important to him yeah. is really, really cool. And like, seeing brian grow as an editor and getting to do more video stuff and like getting to do something like the pop rock and horror video and you know getting the opportunity to do panels and live stuff at conventions like there's i just got off the phone with someone where it's looking like there's going to be a whole bunch more uh podcast panel appearances for at least me if not the whole crew uh in the coming months so like it's been really cool to have people that have been so supportive of my stuff and seeing that also spill out into their stuff, getting a lot of shine. That's the, but that's the thing is like, if it wasn't a hobby, you know, if it wasn't, it was, if it wasn't feeding our own personal hobbies, I don't think that we would be as, as motivated. And that's just being selfish because at the end of the day, like, you know, uh, wizard behind the curtain for listeners, being a podcaster is, lonely as fuck sometimes because oh, very much so. because because <laughs> you well for one like you know we can ask matt what our numbers look like and we don't really base a whole lot of that on uh, we don't base our success or anything on on the numbers or anything like that but um going to conventions and getting to do live panels is huge having a facebook page and an instagram i mean i don't look at our twitter because i hate twitter but like i run the instagram and having people that like to interact because it's all we all we want to do is make people laugh you know if we can do that on different platforms as well as educate because we try and educate a little bit um but those those are all those all help but then uh this is this is something that i wanted to mention when we went to pop rock and horror um there's a woman who came up uh on saturday night and we were closing down i was actually packing up because i usually leave sunday mornings from cons and she was like Oh my God, I almost missed you guys. I love you guys. I love your podcast. And it's huge because you don't, you have no idea who listens to you. It's not like being in a band where you see people's faces when you're performing. And that's why I mean, it can be super lonely, but we have each other and we have the Jersey Ghouls and Fright School and Kyle and that, and and Mise on Scream. And like, we've definitely become like, it's been great to meet them and spend time with them in person. Um, I got to see the ghouls, what, uh, March, April, and May. And May. Yeah. So, and I got I mean, I got to see Matt those times as well. And I got to see Brian twice. Um, Two times. It's just, yeah, it, it's just been, it's been work. I mean, it is work and it is tiring. It's a lot of lone, it's a lot of driving alone. It's yeah. a lot of, but it's worth you know, it. Like, it's a lot, of, especially for me, because I do a lot more of the conventions than than Brian and Scott, just based on life. You know, like I, they've got a lot more going on in their lives, and it's a lot of lonely nights in hotels. You know, like it's a lot of me alone in a bedroom, just kind of hoping that 
I'm going to show up, set up a table and shake some hands of people who listen to the show. You know what I mean? Like, and get new people to listen to the show. I mean, and like get it's, new it's... people to check it out. Yeah. I mean, pop rock and horror gave us such a nice bump in just people who got to interact with us and see who we really are. And I think that that's, there's been conversations between Scott and I, a lot of times about over the last couple of years, what is the call of horror movie night? And, at the end of the day, I think the call is that like the world is dark and fucked up and like these horror movies can be an escape from that. And just being able to laugh despite everything that's going on in the world or in our own lives is a real blessing and a gift. And it's exciting to be able to share that with people. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, but we've been talking for almost 11 minutes and you're here to hear some classic clips. So... Uh, you know, usually I do something all fancy, like fake movie, like fake movie trailers mixed in and channel changing. But with it being a solid hour, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is just going to be clip after clip after clip after clip, uh, completely out of context, uh, almost out of order, just based on what flows the best. So I will just run off all of the episodes that are covered in this real quick. Uh, the Saturday Nightmares, Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Episode 40, uh, 146, Sleepwalkers. Episode 147, Uninvited. Episode 148, Idle Hands. Episode 150, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Episode 151, Uncle Sam. Episode 152, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Episode 158, The Horror Show. 159, Patchwork. 161, Grave Dancers. The Ultimate Halloween Movie Draft. Growing Up Kelly, Halloween Memories. In Theaters Now, Halloween uh, 2018. Nine, uh, episode 165, Rockula. Episode 167, Rock and Roll Nightmare. Episode 168, Teen Witch. Episode 170, Sick. Episode 172, uh, Scream 3. Episode 176, Batman Returns. Episode 177, Shrieker. Episode 183, The Borrower. Episode 184, The Phantom of the Opera. And episode 187, Leprechaun 4 in Space. That's everything that's in this episode. If you want more context of the clips, go listen to all of those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be back next week with a regular episode. It's a sequel to a movie. Uh, it's something that I'm not looking forward to watching, but maybe Scott can change my mind because it's his pick. Bye. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. Alright, so come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. Everybody... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, rock your body. Yeah, yeah. everybody, horror movie night. <laughs> Watching Leprechaun Four. All right. Uh, so- <laughs> I I would have done. I thought it was better without the all right. <laughs> just not, just not rhyming at all. <laughs> the the space princess flashes her goods, and they are not that good. I, I, yeah, I tried to avoid even notes about it because I was like, oh. Hey, Brian, <laughs> what happened with that? Yeah, so, tell us about that. <laughs> so I missed that scene. And I uh, I was looking at my phone because the movie was a chore. And Jade was like, hmm, thought those boobs were better. And I was like, there were boobs? But I was trying to say it not so interested. Like, <laughs> oh, boobs. And then I was like, it looks like I have to rewind. And I said it like that to read her and i read that she was not 
going to be happy if I rewound this movie. To see so this. I said, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I kick back and I relax in my chair and I slowly pull out my phone and I Google <laughs> leprechaun for boobs and it brings me to Pornhub and I silently watch the clip <laughs> while Jade is a stone's throw from me. Um, so, <laughs> hey, the fact that someone uploaded that onto Pornhub. Yeah, like, how, how ridiculously bottom of the barrel is that? I think you guys both need to Google the cuckoo clock of doom because i remember it being so creepy and well done and this bird is just like Meh. that's what i said he's, he's very like he's over it yeah. <laughs> like, i'm a bird <laughs> hey he looks he looks like uh one of the, like, the pterodactyls in the flintstones where it's just like another day another dollar <laughs> it's a living <laughs> God damn, now I know that I'm definitely in a podcast with guys that are related. <laughs> yeah, he just looks annoyed. <laughs> Which, I mean, if someone turned my head around, I would be. But yeah. Let's did be you honest. see the new cover, though? The new cover, he's a parrot. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But then they see a scuffle happen with this girl at the bar. And this is where she's given that really un- unrealistic conversation, but it keeps cutting to what this trucker guy was saying to her. Oh my god! And I got both of them written down. No. You nasty little dumpling! I can't wait to get you back to my truck. It's like the first one, <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is he goes, oh, man. "I just want to suck your toes so you call me daddy, daddy, daddy." <laughs> <laughs> and they man. like listen. I get it. Toe sucking is gross. <laughs> They're acting like he asked her to do the most vile sexual acts in the car. It was like, he asked you to suck your toes. And she goes, fucking disgusting. <laughs> and then Brandon's like, I've done a lot of gross shit, but I would never suck a toe. It's like, Listen, guys, <laughs> I am not going to defend uh you know, like this movie, and I'm also not going to defend anybody for like kink shaming, but come on. Maybe, maybe if he was like, I want you to give me a rusty trombone. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like there are definitely, uh, you can go on uh, Pornhub and find like 14 <laughs> more vile acts than toe sucking, and they are just. <laughs> They're acting like he was just like, I want to take a shit in a toilet bowl and watch you lick it up. (laughs) (laughs) That was the grossest idea that came to your mind. And it actually grossed me out. So thanks. I've never, I've never sucked a toe. And how I'm like, I'm going to say this as eloquently as possible. If I were to tell a small child where another body part that my tongue has been, (laughs) <laughs> it would be way more gross than a toe. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, here's the thing about about toe sucking. Uh, I uh, the, the reason why I don't get that fetish, like, I get fetishes, guys. I mean, we've had whole discussions about this before. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't get the, the, the toe sucking thing because, like, first of all, your shoes never get cleaned, right? Like very few people actually launder their shoes. So you're putting your foot in a sock and then you're sweating into this sock that's going to go in this other bigger, harder sock, basically, 
that's going to to just sop up your foot sweat indefinitely until it falls apart and you you throw it away. Um, I just don't get it. I don't get the obsession because like it's not I'm I'm guessing that it's not I want to suck your clean toes. It's like the I want to suck your dirty toes because it's so taboo and gross. Like no, no there's that's not but like you know this guy I just I like the idea that that she was so offended by him because she was absolutely hired to to play this part is what's your name denise <laughs> god damn it denise <laughs> um i kind of feel bad for toe suckers yeah uh, really they're they're just treated as badly as you know some of the worst fetishes out there you know i don't i think that it's a silly thing i, I don't i don't feel bad for them but i also don't judge them i just think that it's a stupid fetish like <laughs> there's no sexiness to, to toe sucking I so it could be a, it could be born you could be born that way but but I like to think it's almost like so you see a homeless guy on the street that's asking for change right he didn't start off saying like can I just get a dime I'm sure he you know was asking people like hey can I borrow a hundred bucks I really need to pay my bills and then he's like twenty five five dollars a dollar I'll take a dime and I kind of feel like that that's what a I was, is like, I was about to say it might toe. be a lot it might be a lot of just like pen up look look i get it i'm gross you don't want to fuck me that's yeah. totally fine let me at least just suck your toe yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you why are you guys sex? so no. empathetic <laughs> <laughs> anyway so they... i haven't gotten to toe sucking but like <laughs> I've, I've been with jade long enough that like we're not hot and heavy like we did when we first started dating. <laughs> then I'll, I'll be like, just a, a handy. Can I get a handy? <laughs> it's Friday. And I'm not too far away from a toe. I'm like, I'm, I'm like 60% of the way to a toe. God, I hope that Jane actually listens to this episode. And then she's like, she's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, but the coolest thing about the henchman is that's Robert Picardo from Star Trek, who's also has signed at the Geekscape booth at Comic Con. <laughs> like, did you wait, 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 wait? Were you there? And did you just ask him about Gremlins? Dude, too, I was or? there, and Matt Kelly was there. It was part of Space Command. Uh, yeah, but we're not allowed near that table during Space Command. <laughs> yeah, guys, there was a group that that would sign at the Geekscape booth and just like basically take over the booth for the hour. And Robert Picardo was part of that group. And had I been refreshed on the fact that he's in Gremlins 2, like, I wouldn't have let him walk away without, like, really... Yeah, you wouldn't have actually let him sign at all. No. You'd been like, hey, I hey, would have caged, hey. caged him like the sexy gremlin. <laughs> God, that part of this movie is so uncomfortable, even worse now. Like, it's uncomfortable when you're a, when you're a child in the 90s and you're like, why do I feel this way about a green monster? And then in the adult, you're like, why is he letting this happen? <laughs> yeah, because it's so unnecessary. The movie ended. Yeah. Just end the movie. <laughs> and then they had to add that last little bit. It made me so uncomfortable. Joe Dante, you. And, and, and you yeah. know he's going to get her wet. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, Jesus. So, man, Don, if I didn't know you. I would be like, this guy, it was a None mistake. 
Do I even know me? <laughs> I can just see you like holding a skull like out like poor Yorick. Who was I? Who was I? <laughs> I thought I thought that they took the most artistic approach, like bonkers artistic approach ever, um, when I saw it, because as soon as the movie started, you just heard the speaker go out. And then you just heard and it went through Blumhouse, it went through everything, and everyone's like, what the fuck? But then the first shot is a clock, and we're like, holy shit, that's super dope. And then people are talking, and you're just hearing this click noise. <laughs> then everyone was so upset because they realized that the sound went out and it was like it was like the ending of it was like the ending of indiana jones like everyone's just like don't look at the screen stop it stop the movie here okay brian brian you didn't like it either right no okay so so which song is worse and i actually have this as a note the Rockula theme song or the howard the duck theme song which is really funny because the howard the duck theme song was written by stanley <laughs> oh man, that is a, that's a tough one. Um, I think that this one's worse. I mean, because the Howard is definitely duck, worse than the Howard uh, the Duck song. I'll I can even that. I can remember that it goes Howard the Duck. Like, I remember that part. The Rockula theme, I don't remember anything from. I'm I'm going to say Rockula theme only because I have I've had to deal with it more recently <laughs> than I've had to deal with Howard the Duck. <laughs> that was only like two it months was ago. Pretty bad. Like it's just like okay, you're a vampire that doesn't eat people. That's that's what your whole song is. And and this brings back the dare thing because it's just like a boom, tsh, ba boom. Tsh. I am Rockula, and here to say I don't like eating people. No way. <laughs> uh, but you know what? So I'm gonna jump ahead just a little bit. He also has Rapula. <laughs> oh, which his opening line of the song is: "There was a girl named Nina. She wanted my wiener." <laughs> <laughs> And people are losing their shit in the audience. But there's also a part right before a sax solo where he says, let's have some premarital sex. Yes, he lost my fucking shit. (laughs) I missed that. I missed that. I did not. I have that note too. God. I'm so glad that we skipped over the funhouse mirror scene. Oh, I have that note. The funhouse mirror dick joke. I love it. That's the best joke. Oh, but no. Just the whole... (laughs) The whole bit just made me more angry than I could put into words right now. Because <laughs> it was just like if it was a one-time thing, but it was a constant like go back and forth. Like now my voice is high. Oh, no, it's a low voice. Get it? Because the mirror. No. Fuck this movie. <laughs> All right, Brian, I need you to back me up on one of the notes that I have written down. Um, I don't know if I can, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so it says... The scene with the mom complaining that he won't bring a date to dinner is very accurate to my own life. <laughs> She's like, come on, bring her over. And he goes, I don't think that's going to happen, mom. And she just goes, you're ashamed of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also very similar to my current life now because um, my dad is coming down to visit me in two weeks. And is he that is you're trying- the same dad that Matt has just Yes, Checking. Yes. Okay. okay. Our father. So, <laughs> Who art in heaven. He's spending a week here. Right? Oh, God. Oh, God. So then he tries to pitch my mom. Hey, this week in November, right after Thanksgiving, you should go down and visit Brian. And my mom's like, okay, I'll look into it. She decides, you know what? I can't. 
I'm going to visit him in January. So she books a flight for January. And his thought process is, well, since the week's open, I guess I'll double down. And he's spending another week at my house. <laughs> oh, my God. Your dad. I'm going to be single by 2019. <laughs> Wait, is he coming? He's coming down like you have me down there for a couple days. And then you get Thanksgiving, basically. And then he's down there, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, Jade. Okay, I'm yeah, actually, I, I'm going to friend request Jade, even though I've never met her. And I'm going to be like, I will, I'm, can we, I be your emotional support? Please don't leave Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have that whole sequence. He finally tells Mona that he is a vampire and to prove it, he turns into a bat and is the most horrifying thing. So, so that okay. Was the only scene I enjoyed. So <laughs> can we talk about this though? Because that's a farting midget vampire bat, right? <laughs> like I thought that it was just a weird sound effect the first time he transforms, but then he transforms to um, battle Stanley at the end and he walks and it's a fart noise every single time he walks. <laughs> why what is the directorial editorial decision here why okay well scott i question for you because you're trying to like have a for lack of a better term a pet bat do bats fart are they known for farting <laughs> i don't know anything i don't about think bats. This. okay i have three dogs I mean, in the house fart. everything <laughs> farts yeah <laughs> But I don't think that a bat's asshole like, is going to sound like a human's asshole farting. I like Brian just coming in like this is fucking Animal Planet. Well, bats fart. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can weigh on it. <laughs> Sir Richard Attenborough right here. Oh, my God. Hold on. Are you fucking Wikipedia-ing it? <laughs> I, I said, are bats known for farting? And this is what I got. Listen to how professional this is. Multiple researchers have now confirmed that bobcats and gray foxes fart and that badgers produce some of the worst scat in the animal kingdom. <laughs> so vile farts are assumed, but not confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that like myfartfacts.blogspot.com? <laughs> Hashtag does it fart is the burning science question you never knew you had. <laughs> I've known that I've had that question for a long time. Don't tell me my feelings. Oh, God. Just so you guys know, a little fun fact. On the unconfirmed but anecdotal evidence exists side, we know that salamanders and frogs might fart, but have weak <laughs> sphincters and probably don't fart audibly. Baboons <laughs> fart, and apparently females who are swelling, their butts swell and redden to indicate fertility, produce the worst toots. Chimpanzees <laughs> farts are made worse by figs, seeds, and fiber. They are so loud and frequent, we locate them in the forest occasionally by following farts. As for bats, the bigger they are, the harder they fart. So I guess there is some science behind it, because he's a pretty big bat. <laughs> it's going to be like the little denouement of like, hey, I did a bunch of drugs when I was in a Christian ska band. No, uh, I wasn't doing drugs then. I did drugs before and after. Uh, I drink, and I, I do grown-up drugs now. I take Xanax to go to sleep. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not like abuse. That's just maintenance. Maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> like I took Xanax to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I took two hits of blotter acid and went to work one time. And that was very interesting. Actually, a friend the, my friend that I worked with, we were working at this golf course and uh, he gave me two hits of blotter acid. 
He's like, dude, oh. take this. We should bring in Blotter. <laughs> is that a PCU reference? Yes, yes it is. Yes. <laughs> you took the B. <laughs> my, my favorite psychedelic-esque work uh, story is any girls that listen to this podcast, you might want to turn it down for this one. But anyway. <laughs> Um, there are no women listening. So it was. I worked at Villanova in the dish room, and at the end of the semester, they'd have this big dinner surf and turf where all the students at the university went, and it was super busy. So this guy I worked with was like, "Hey, man, I have some ecstasy. We should take it to make the night go easier." And I was like, "Perfect." So I took this really strong ecstasy at like eight thirty at night. It started kicking in at nine thirty. I got home at eleven, just at the peak of rolling, and I was like, "Shit, I have to get up." at 6.30 tomorrow morning for work. So I was prescribed Seroquel at the time. I took about five Seroquel. <laughs> Holy shit. It, it knocked me out. I bet When I woke up the next morning, my underwear was filled with jizz. Just <laughs> like the most jizz I've ever, that's ever come out of my body. Oh. Uh, the zoo in Gotham City is fucking bonkers. The Arctic <laughs> like- world? Yeah. So I have a question about that. Do you guys know if that was all miniature? It has I was to be. thinking. I was thinking that like the the classic Tim Burton fucking fly through. Yeah. I'm like, what, what, what do they do? Like, was it a fucking like little drone that they fucking made everything, or was it like him pretty much with a stabilizer kind of? I think like that it, I think it was a stabilizer. Around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think and it's, it's stabilizer so with good. A miniature. It's beautiful, yeah. but it's like, what zoo is this? There's a giant <laughs> scorpion statue in the middle of it. Yeah, that's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the quote of the year. Right there. <laughs> Goes up with Brian Kelly, bat fart expert. <laughs> I watched the first 35 minutes with Jade and I had to turn it off and say, I'm going to watch the rest of this tomorrow. But I did make notes of why I didn't pay attention. And you guys just helped me with the final destination because the first 10, 10 minutes of this movie was me arguing with Jade, whether we watched the beginning of this or not. Like, she's like, we started watching this before. I was like, no, we didn't. I assure you. She's like, no, we did. I was like, there's never a time where we looked at Grave Dancers, watched the trailer, and said, yeah, let's give this a shot. And that was 10 minutes that went by. I love the arguments that you got on that little spat. Like, you guys uh, are I'm so really... sure of this. I'm so sure of this, but neither of you are right. You're really going to get a good look at our relationship the first 35 minutes of this movie that we talk about because I've marked down every detour that happened throughout the first 35 minutes of this movie. So he comes home from the thing. This is another derailed moment. This is probably the most ridiculous derailed moment. He comes home. She looks out the window, sees him with the girl. Jade and I immediately just start talking about cheating and how he didn't approach her or how she didn't confront him when he saw him in the car with the girl. We asked how we would handle it. We both agreed that we we wouldn't handle it well. We wouldn't be forgiving. <laughs> to, to which point Jade said, I'm not a player. To which point I responded with, I'm not a player. I just fuck a lot. And then we were trying to think of... <laughs> Who, I was like, he's going to make a big pun reference. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> so then she told me it was that. And then I brought up Shoulder Lean. And then we started talking about good rap songs and Jake <laughs> and Jake himself. <laughs> 
JV and her goofy self said, you know what's a good rap song? Get out the beat to Cut Nine Joe. And I started doing a dance with my hand. And she asked me, do you even know the Cut Nine Joe dance? And I said, no, but a lot of women in my family do. I also don't know the electric slide, but I do know the cha-cha slide because they tell you how to do it. And then we just started talking about white people, group dances that we're special doing, ending with us both doing the Macarena and then going back to the movie. <laughs> the hospital scene is when I turned off the movie and started watching it by myself this morning. So this is the last one that has nothing to do with the episode. She hears the piano start playing and Jade says, Oh, it's the ghost of Ray Charles. And then Jade asks me, Ray Charles is dead, right? To which I say, yes. <laughs> and then she says, do you think his ghost can see or is it blind? And then we were trying to figure out if someone dies at the age of 73 and they lost their sight at age seven, would their ghost be able to see or not? Because most of their memory is not being able to see. Um, I think that he can't. She thinks that he can. And then I said, I need to focus. Turned off the movie. <laughs> so you haven't seen me in the wintertime. I only wear cardigans for three That's, months. He's like a regular Mr. Rogers when he walks into yeah. a house. Yeah, well, he's not quite Mr. Rogers because, you know, Mr. Rogers didn't have quite the checkered past as Brian Kelly. That's true. He also doesn't get on a podcast and and uh, call out the people that were mean to him as a kid. <laughs> Dude, yeah. if Mr. Rogers was alive during the days of podcasting and he just yeah. had a weekly podcast where he called out people that were mean to him, yeah. I would subscribe so fast. Yeah, we I'm actually sure wouldn't have our podcast. We would just have a fan page for his podcast. Dude, we would just Mr. do a reaction Rogers. podcast to each one of his podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rogers throwing shade would be great. Just like yeah, I think we found <laughs> your next podcast endeavor, Brian. Oh, let me get the door. Oh, hey, <laughs> Mr. McFeely, you got some mail for me today. Oh, it's from my childhood friend Jake. Yeah, he always writes to me, unlike that cunt hole Steve who hasn't talked to me in four years. <laughs> I um I watched a really, really dark movie this this week. Um, this kid gets uh, sucked into the underworld, and he's with like a bunch of dead people, and um, his family's there, but they're like disowning him, and he becomes friends with a raging heroin addict, um, and then he like tries to find his grandfather, but he turns out that his grandfather's a fucking murderer, and the heroin addict is his grandfather, and. Uh, or, yeah, his heroin addict is actually his grandfather, and the guy he thought was his grandfather murdered the heroin addict. Um, and then everything ends up being okay, so Coco was a pretty good film. <laughs> <laughs> Midway through it, I'm like, oh shit, he's talking about Coco. Holy shit. That is a very accurate explanation of Coco. <laughs> I, I figured that, it, I was thinking it was going to be... Um, uh, what's that Harry Mandel mo- um, Little, Monsters. Little Monsters I was like are you talking Little Monsters no no I, I loved it but I was like this is a dark fucking this is probably one of the darkest Pixar movies I've seen ever really dark gorgeous though I haven't watched it yet thanks for the fucking spoiler alert hey everybody Rocktober is coming to its conclusion and there's only one movie that is a heavy metal horror that we still haven't talked about that people have been begging for us to talk about. They needed us to talk about it. But until then, we couldn't accept the challenge. But Scott? We- <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Scott! <laughs> oh, God. We accept the challenge! Brian. You have a story that you want to tell us. You want to do it now or wait until we talk about Rock and Roll Nightmare a bit? 
I shard it last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it, it was sound as upset as you should. So so a quick question, because I know where you were last weekend. Was this in Disney with Jade's parents? Yes. So <laughs> Oh man. So I'm I'm in Disney, right? And uh me and my me and my best friend two times. We 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 send each other weird things. It's mainly farts or or our our poops sometimes, you know. We we're, we're like that type of relationship. So I'm in Disney and I get out of the shower and I'm like, "Oh, I have to fart. What can I do to send a funny fart video?" So I said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tuck my balls behind my legs." <laughs> And I'm gonna have my my, my my towel around me, and then I'm just gonna drop my towel, and it's just gonna be my my tucked, you know, me tucked, and then I push out a fart. So I did, and it turned out great. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the fart could have been a little louder, but it had a nice little wetness to it. So I'm walking with pride over to the bed, and I and I drop down to watch the video, and I I, I realize, oh. <laughs> I didn't dry my butt as well as I did, so I go, oh, no. <laughs> I go, and I, I got a wipe, and there's just shit all over the white town. So I'm like staring at all at this shit stain, um, and then I hear Jade like about to walk into the room. So I, so I run in the bathroom, and she just sees terrified me close the door, and then looks down on the bed and just seems what seems to be a nude video of me on the bed. Which is not a good look. She thought for a second I possibly could have been cheating. So then she, she hits play. And I'm sure at that point she wishes I was cheating. So I'm washing this towel in the sink. Trying to embarrassing, embarrassingly explain how I sharned it. And as I come out and she's professing her disgust to me. I, I look down and on the edge of the bed, shit water. It's just like oh. it looks like it looks like brown drool. And oh. <laughs> so literally when I dropped on the bed, my asshole drooled a little bit. Now I'm gonna stop here and I'm gonna let everyone know that this isn't a big fish scenario. This isn't a Hollywood redoing where I'm tweaking it. This is one hundred percent true, everything that I've said up to this point. So I nonchalantly like can clean off the edge of the bed without her noticing. I go in the bathroom to grab my shorts, and there it was, no bigger than a Hershey kiss, <laughs> elegantly plopped on my shorts. The official shark. <laughs> uh, uh, Brian, you've had a terrible week with poop. <laughs> Scott, you don't know this, but he also accidentally pooped in a toilet that didn't flush. And didn't have water inside of it. I, I, uh... <laughs> not talking about horror movies and just talking about body horror? Is that... Yeah, I, yeah this we... is our society episode. Oh, fuck. I won't, I won't take up any more time, but I will say that my company just bought a brand new building and I shit in it before the water was set up. You just spent eight minutes telling me about a wet fart. <laughs> it's you scott just say what you sent to me already today because it sums up the movie in a beautiful sentence what did i say i don't even remember <laughs> this movie's nothing but hairspray and hormones <laughs> <laughs> i'm so much more clever when i'm not on the mic but god i love this movie uh so oh it's, it's so just, good so yeah. 
Brian. I hate I hate this movie. <laughs> I don't know how you don't, especially you, Scott. I would expect you to hate this movie, and Why? I'm sure it's awesome <laughs> because you know if you're going to have a movie with a lot, like a lot of musical numbers. Hire someone, hire someone who's not four to write the music. Let's just start there. Okay. How can you say that I like boys is not a fucking <laughs> amazing piece of music? Listen, it. Okay, okay, wait, we're jumping way too ahead. Listen, four notes no, before I got there is, like, dude, there I is no way we're doing chronological order on this episode. <laughs> There's no way. Um, so no, what, no, you don't no, want to talk no, about no. that sexy saxophone <laughs> and 80s music video intro that's apparently how she dreams? Oh, yeah. no, we can. We're just doing a memento this episode. <laughs> well, we're going to jump like the end, the beginning. There's so much to talk about. You know, this and is it- memento with saxophone. <laughs> every song. Scott, let's get to the quote that you've been, like, creaming yourself to say. For <laughs> <the rest of laughs> is it my do – I, do I say it? Yeah, say go it. for it. I'm not gay. Just because I have short hair and a great body doesn't – I don't want you to think I'm gay. Uh, and then he goes on to say, I've slept with 17 different women and not one of them was a man. <laughs> Are <laughs> you taking is, any poli sci courses? I have, I have two girlfriends actually. That's how much of a man I am. That is exactly what a gay man would say. <laughs> I, I have a friend. I will not say his name because he passed away a few years ago. Rest in oh, peace. Fuck. But I am so convinced that he was gay, which that's okay with it. But the one thing that really locked it in where I'm like, only a gay man would say that is he called me and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm on my way to dinner. He said, cool. I just got done with this Tinder chick. And I said, all right, do you want to come to dinner? He said, yeah, but let me shower first and watch this vagina juice <laughs> off my penis. And I was like, uh, that's not what we say. Yeah. <laughs> The you know that that white shirt with the the blue uh, stripes on it that the the lead actress wears through most of this film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had that. I had that shirt in nineteen ninety seven. That's what I'm not. I'm not saying that that she's wearing a man's shirt. Nor am I saying that I wore a woman's shirt. I'm saying that nineteen ninety seven was such an odd time that that was kind of like a unisex style. Was it? (laughs) What are you trying to say, man? (laughs) I don't know about your parents. I just know that my mom, if it was a hand-me-down, I wore a lot of women's clothing. Well, and now you just try to look like you live in a a homeless shelter. (laughs) Yeah. I spend $40 on this shirt that looks like it went through a meatpacking plant. Hey, did you rip your shirt? No, I paid extra to have it that way. Uh, at least you admit that it's stupid. It is. I And I can't buy this anymore. I'm not allowed. Did Jade put the kibosh on it? Jade, you're the kibosh down. She's like, you need to look like an adult. An adult. Can I ask you a genuine question, Brian? Uh-huh. Did you try to wear it to a fancy dinner because it was expensive? <laughs> no, no. So You're like, babe, this is nice clothes. I paid a lot of money for it. So she put a kibosh on it because I am a man that likes to dress what am I? I, I like to dress my body type, right? 
and I've put on a decent amount of weight. So when we're going out to eat, I want to be comfortable because I'm pudgy and I'm portly. So I'm going to put on my best pair of sweats and I'm put on my Tommy Bahama button down and my whole body's going to breathe. And that is not a good look for Jade. So I'm not allowed to wear that anymore. Pause this shit. Sweatpants in public. Sweatpants and a Tommy Bahama button down. But like that doesn't make any sense at all. Because it's like, is this guy wearing sweat? Ooh, a Tommy Bahama. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's like trying no, to mix wait. Mexican and continental, man. You can't do- <laughs> oh, man. What a, what a weirdo you are. Yeah, no, it's not good. And they're not good employees because I worked at the SPCA for four years. And cats that don't have demons in them and we weren't a scientific <laughs> lab – we closed the door before we gave You closed the goddamn door. The movie would have been over in two minutes. Yeah. Oh, the cat got away. Got it. You know? This cat is like. Have you ever been to a goddamn vet that didn't close the door? I don't know how to sit where they don't shut a door. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they have an animal, they do that. That's, yeah. that's the most common sense. And if you're dealing with, I don't know what the hell that cat's problem was, but you don't leave the door open if you're going to work on it. You don't. So this movie takes place at my work in the same town I work in. So I noticed a lot, like when they're at the Marine in Fort Lauderdale and there's tons of hills behind them, which isn't, there's no hills in Florida, believe it or not. (laughs) And then they're sitting at the Marina, which is a rich person spot. And they're like, let's go to the beach. And the guy goes, the beach is for riffraff, which is true. But this guy is also wearing a blue bucket hat and an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt. So... He's textbook riffraff. (laughs) This is where they debut the the toy boat that's used for wide shots. (laughs) Dude, when that fucking thing sinks, holy shit. Like, it it is the equivalent of if, like, a children's show, like, with puppets were to use, like, were to have to have that shot. Like, it would look like it it would be on Sesame Street when they had to, like, display a boat sinking so that it wasn't yeah. so scary for children like they yeah, had to make it was someone, to re, someone needs to recut titanic and just insert <laughs> that shot i don't know why that would be on sesame street but it's so funny oh okay children here's two boats carrying 15 people each yeah one sinks how many people are still alive yeah. oh my god that's yeah oh, something god. like that would happen but I didn't have social cues, so I didn't know when I wasn't liked. And as an adult, I started to realize, wow, people don't really like me. And um, so there was this there was this girl, right? This girl, Elena. And I had the biggest crush on Elena throughout high school. You know, I knew her through a mutual friend, and she was always in a relationship, and I just had this huge crush on her. And then her relationship ended. And we would talk a little bit. Nothing too serious. Maybe a little MySpace, Facebook. Hey, what's up? You know? post some stuff on her wall and she was like there's a try to like mac it up in her uh instant in her dms (laughs) because i'm pretty sure that if you go back to the bugged episode (laughs) (laughs) if we're speaking candidly and honestly and not doing it bit i always was the guy that was like always made sure i set myself up was like i'm just being a pal you know unless you know you're not being a pal and we can pay me you know? <laughs> it, it, runs, it, runs, 
it runs in the Kelly jeans. Brian's just a little bit more successful with that move than I am. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how because like. His mustache is awful. <laughs> that's not. a new. That's a new addition. That's after. That's that's like you know how people put on like relationship. Wait, Brian had relationship facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I almost choked weight. on my fucking gum thinking about that. <laughs> this poor girl just started dating. This is outside of this story. This is real life, real time now. This poor girl, Jade. She met this guy, <laughs> and he was. <laughs> He was a snack, right? He had these white <laughs> black shirt and muscles and like fast forward a year later and she's just sitting at a dinner with this fat mustached man in a Bahama Hawaiian shirt. Thinking, how did I end up here? Just, just, like, just like the mug shot from every news report ever. Just yeah. like... Just <laughs> Just looking like full on Pogo the Clown. (laughs) God damn it. Just looking like Ron Jeremy's stand in sitting in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, it's just not a good look. Okay, so back back to me. I was about 110 pounds. I was on drugs. And uh, I was like, uh, you know, why don't you come to this Halloween party? And I got really excited. I was like, I need a costume. But like I said, I spent all my money on drugs. I said, hey, mom can I get some money to buy a Halloween costume? I'm 21 years old. And she was like, yeah, sure. So <laughs> she paid for her 21 year old son to go get a Halloween costume. And I was like, all right, Brian, you can't Brian this because you're not cool. So like those goofy, like Winnie the Pooh type outfits that you want to wear, like you got to wear something that's cool that the kids think is cool. Not what you think is cool. So I'm looking and I see a, a Scarface costume, a white suit, red with the red shirt popping out and i go all right i think kids like scarface (laughs) Uh, and and it's on the clearance rack so because i bought cigarettes and a red bull with some of the halloween money my mom gave me so we're gonna show this to your mom (laughs) so so we're gonna get we're gonna do scarface and as soon as i put it on i look like ralphie in a christmas story when he was wearing the bunny costume just so sad and I was like, all right, you know what? You don't know. So I am sitting, we're driving from the suburbs to Philly and the whole way to Philly. I'm just like, listen, this is cool. You look good. You look cool. You, you look suave. And I get my confidence up. I finally did it. I got my confidence up and we get out of my friend's van and across the street, there are these kids sitting on a stoop and one kid yells, nice suit, faggot. And it just ruined my whole night. I just looked down like Charlie Brown walking and spent the whole night awkward in the corner. Didn't even really talk to the girl. And that was my worst my worst Halloween story. Um, oh, man. So this all leads to, you know, dad seems a little off and crazy. Daughter finds dead body. Dad's arrested for murder. He's like, look, he's a ghost. Go talk to this guy. He kind of <laughs> looks like Jeffrey Combs. Hey, sort of looks like Jeffrey Combs and Justin Long is dead. Now he looks like a double murder. It's Things aren't looking good for him. And then he just escapes. It's not even an elaborate escape. He basically just walks out the door. <laughs> yeah. But wait, doesn't – ta- he walks out of the door of the uh, the precinct? Yeah. Yeah, so doesn't – the ghost come to him the ghost does come he gets out yeah i mean but it's still like if you read wikipedia because sometimes i'll read wikipedia to remind me what happened in the movies and it just says (laughs) 
he escapes from prison and i'm like he did not escape from prison he escaped out of an office by walking out a door yeah but <laughs> like, I, I did appreciate like the 70s over the top cop tv show is like how everyone talked in that police precinct oh yeah so like, the, the, i know the, you killed the guy listen chuck i know this guy he wouldn't do it <laughs> i got no evidence but i'm telling you i know him 15 years <laughs> there's way too much cop procedural in this movie mm-hmm. like it's just it's so hard to watch it i fast forwarded through a lot of this i'm gonna be honest with you that's fine i wish so, i would have i just tuned <laughs> the lady cop lady detective grabs that dude and he's she she says that he is being arrested for rape murder and sodomy which sodomy is any non-procreative act, if you did not know. So even a blowjob is technically sodomy. So yeah. um, <laughs> I think it's very funny that 1989, they could still put that in and make it sound like cop jargon. But <laughs> it's really, you know, this this murderer is so weird. Murder, murderer <laughs> slash rapist is so weird because he offers cunnilingus to his hard-boiled detective adversary before – trying to slice her and then she like shoots him in the leg he's like oh oh come on come on lady come on give me a cigarette like he's such a fucking asshole idiot so weird so he he's like worthless throughout most of this movie and i kept like it's like one of those things where it's like the only reason you're introducing this character is that eventually this alien's gonna probably his get head. his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, that's, it, it doesn't even feel good when he takes the head. No, and it's so last second. There's like five minutes left in the movie. <laughs> Two people get their heads taken in the last five minutes, and it's crazy, Pan. Yeah, they so, put no effort into this movie <laughs> whatsoever, and so Scott's good. just making it more real. <laughs> then I realized originally, on like how little effort. Like, so what book did you read on cop jargon? Well, I couldn't find it, but I read the Old Testament, and a lot of people got charged for sodomy. Oh, let's throw that in. The closest thing I ever made, I, the closest thing I ever made to an EP was was four years ago, which Matt has seen this music that I made about four or five years ago when I just recorded my farts every day. <laughs> <laughs> Right. This is true. We had we had two songs on MySpace. Oh yes, we did. Okay, so yes, so one did. was called "Pissing Out the Back Door." <laughs> Brian is like the most anally obsessed person. Oh my god, this dude is obsessed with his butthole. So so two things. One, Brian, how can you say that you don't have dedication when you spent six months? recording your farts <laughs> secondly <laughs> secondly file this project under shit that will never happen again as long as jade is in your life yeah no it was bad um I still but the one it. thing that scott was wrong about in his breakdown is number two is not true whatsoever uh jade can't stop me um, <laughs> <laughs> i will start and I didn't want to, I wouldn't start with this movie, but I'm going to pick it first because I feel like it's a hot topic and I'm going to go with House of a Thousand Corpses because what? I think it is huh? a phenomenal movie. It's Halloween based and I will fight anyone that has anything negative to say about Rob Zombie. Hey, hey Brian, <laughs> tune in next month. Yeah, Green <laughs> Kelly's about to a bad fucking day next month. I'm not, <laughs> not going to lie. I 
if you had given me like 50 bucks to guess what your first movie was going to be, I wouldn't have picked that. No, I, I, me neither really? at all. <laughs> oh, no, I see. I thought, so. oh, damn it. My you went with a movie that no one probably has yeah, on their list. No, except no, for no. You. Yeah, <laughs> you're fucked. I, I, and the funny thing is that whole spiel I did about it being a hot topic and not wanting someone to take it. It's my second movie because I know Scott's going to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are <laughs> such a bitch. Oh, my God. I'm so, so happy right, right now. Uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know that movie took place on Halloween, does it? Yeah. yeah. No, it's Halloween night. I literally right. watched it yesterday. I am going to not pick my number one. I am going to pick. What should have been Brian's number one for my I number know. one? Let's just, do it. Just to hurt his feelings because Let's I'm a vindictive person. Trick or treat 2007. Fucking cock. <laughs> but it <laughs> needs to be on the list. It's not I'm... even in my top five. I wasn't even going to pick it, but you just forced my hand. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, Brian, I, out of respect to you, put it at number 16. I had 20 movies on my list. I dropped it to 16 because I was like, all right, Brian's going to really want to pick this one. And then you were handed the golden opportunity. So I was like, I think that Brian should get first pick. And you're like, how's there a thousand corpses, please? <laughs> because I originally, so originally when I made the list, I did it like I need to put it like what's most likely to be taken by Scott. And I had that mentality. And then when I rewrote the list on my phone, I was like, I'm just going to do it in the order that I enjoy the movies. And I enjoy House of a Thousand Corpses more. And I still had the mentality that I had it right. And then I realized Scott hates Rob Zombie. <laughs> can I just read? Can I just read from here to the point where I get up to speed on what this movie is? My reactions? Because I don't Wait, read. You got, up to, you got up to speed on what this movie is? Like, I don't. So I'll read it because I don't look up movies. You guys tell me to watch them and I just watch them. So this is my notes up until I kind of figure out what's going on. He's got a heart circle around her yearbook picture and carving the first initial of her name in his arm. This is fucked up. This dude's like a serial killer. This woman is much older than him. Oh, shit. It's his mom. That's extremely inappropriate. They're way too close. Wait, I'm lost. Is this or is this not his mom he's currently making out with? What going on? What did I miss? God, I hope that's not his mom. Girl dancing. Girl oh, wait, dancing don't go there. You. Stop there. Stop there. Because I want to talk about that for a second. Oh, I know God. Where you're about to get. Uh, yeah, so so meanwhile, Charles's mom, in quotes, uh, is just staring at these cats outside, real real concerned, like. And then, yeah, Charles and her have a very very intimate dance in the kitchen. I did not see the kissing coming. Oh my god! <laughs> Up until this point, I was positive the movie took place in the fifties. Right until until you heard like the eighties version of "Do You Love Me," and man. That dance sequence, like, we need to talk yeah. about this dance sequence. You know how you vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> she is, like, going to town like it is It is girls' night at the club, but she's just vacuuming the movie theater. Dude, it was wild. It was, like, <laughs> so that was, the as far as I had seen into the movie, the last time I'd ever tried to watch it, however, five years ago or whatever, like whenever I had it. And I only got up to there and I was like, oh, this is too much for me. <laughs> Between really questioning if that's his mom, because like I was also like really hoping, I was like, that might be a ploy. Like it might be, that might not be his mom. This might be a disguise or like 
some weird character thing, and then that dance being so wholesome. I was like, this I can't. I don't but know. But then he carries her upstairs to fuck. Yeah. yeah. I was really hoping that wasn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just went to go bang his mom. Yeah, I was really hoping he was like, mom just needs help up the stairs. But this is where we're introduced to the stars of the movie, Andy and his cat Clovis. Who, Dude. <laughs> round, of <applause. laughs> round of applause. Round of applause for him. Because oh, aside from the incest, Charles is pretty fucking cool. And then the black <laughs> cop gets thrown in the mix. And it's like, this town is like Coolville. Like everyone in this town <laughs> is so awesome. And I want to be all of their friends. The, the quote oh, that I wrote God. down from Andy is he's going, get the bad guy. Get the bad guy. Get that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to assume all four of us has that as a note because it's one of the best lines in the movie. Oh, it was I do. Best. It's all it in caps. Best. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best thing I've ever heard. That until we get to his little song about uh, Jerry with the one ball, but we're we're too far. <laughs> no, we're gonna get to it right in here. There goes Johnny with a pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man, and he's off to the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that he sings it is that he that was just on the fly. Like that was just yeah. like it, as if that just, song, that song doesn't exist in the real world. He made that shit up to to entertain his cat. Like that was for his cat and him. Well, Nobody then- else. He doesn't know that we're watching. <laughs> well, and then it cuts back into the car later, and then it's like when you're trying, when you're just angry, but you're like listening to rap music, so you're trying to rap your anger, and he's just like, "Motherfucker, going to get that motherfucker." He's yeah. fast, motherfucker. Like, he's like, he's just listening to instrumentals, trying to like gear up to freestyle, but he's not good at it, so he just is like, he's just revving his goddamn engine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I almost saw this movie in theaters. Um, I was I was a youngin in in two thousand. I was fifteen at the time. Uh, so we had our friend's parent buy us three tickets. Me and my friends, and it was the only time I've ever seen this. But they had the ticket taker was directly in front of the door, so you had to walk up to that theater door, and he would tear the ticket and let you in. Oh, and I was I was like a tall kid with like facial hair at 15 so he tore my ticket and i walked in and then i'm standing in the back of the theater waiting for my other two friends oh, and eventually you get to come in yeah eventually one comes in he's like hey i need you real quick and i'm like okay and i walk out and the ticket taker just goes oh he is not your dad <laughs> <laughs> so oh, i got God, kicked out of the theater too like i was like this is fucking bullshit you are the shitbag that would watch the movie <laughs> no i absolutely would have that sucks to be you yeah, guys go to, go to the mall i'll catch up with you guys in an hour and 57 minutes <laughs> that is so funny oh my gosh Everyone was talking about how, like, oh, the killer in part three is going to tie back to part one. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, that's going to be rad. And, like, the whole idea, like, <laughs> it's, it's going to turn out to be someone that actually orchestrated, like, Billy and Stu from the first movie. And I was just like, oh, man, this movie is going to be brilliant. And, it's uh, not. It's it not was at not. all. It was well, not. And, like, but, that's the thing. It, the, the timeline doesn't even make sense. Like, like he's because okay, Brett, you've made movies, so like you can you can back this up a little bit. You've got Roman up there, and he's like, four years ago, I found my mother. Mm-hmm. That just in my head does not make mathematically sense. That in four years he met the mom, got pissed off 
videotaped her having sex with Billy's dad, got the videotape to Billy, Billy kills everybody, and they're making the third sequel to the film based on what happened back then. Like, that feels like a seven-year timeline, and somehow, yeah. based on his storyline, it all happened in four years. You know, Roman's a go-getter, Matt. <laughs> take the easy road, and slow and steady wins the race. Not always. Not always. Sometimes you got to be a go-getter. The only thing that this movie should have had, which all the other ones did, was it should have had a second killer, because <laughs> then it would explain the things that are inexplainable. <laughs> <laughs> In the first five minutes, we find out that the star of this movie is the star of Popcorn, yeah. who I refer to as Walmart Winona Ryder. <laughs> but then more importantly, her agent is played by Molly Shannon. That is such a weird, such a <laughs> weird casting choice. And it's not even like, it's not even for comic relief either. No, she's it's not like, there for yeah, any reason. Yeah. No. Like, don't try to be, when your face just looks funny you're you're, <laughs> you're a comedic actor or actress and just stick stay in your lane don't try to branch out molly shannon <laughs> well, has I she done was, anything before this i was, I was gonna say this was group. like yeah i was gonna say this is like 89 this is pre-snl this was, was maybe yeah this was like she was probably doing some stuff on like USB, like uh, USB. US, wow. Uh, UCB. Yeah, she was doing stuff at like UCB tops. Like that's the most she was probably doing. So Lauren Michaels one night was just like sitting down with his wife trying to watch a scary movie and Molly Shannon comes up and he's just like, ha, I got to get that face on my show. <laughs> and the rest was history. <laughs> and so is her career after Superstar. Oh, uh, no. Um, no, but I real was, real talk. What are, what's she been up to? I don't know, man. I, I have no clue. I was making a joke that was seated in reality. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think she's she's done. Sh- oh, she was in uh, the Grinch. I don't um, know if that was her newest one, uh, aside from like, was. Hotel Transylvania. But that cast is like the land of misfit toys. It's like where, <laughs> <laughs> where all the celebrities just go to. In purgatory, they're in their Hotel Transylvania series. They're just like, that phone call's coming any day. <laughs> I got some bad news. You got to go to Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> oh, the Eagles wrote a song about it, right? Yeah. I have to say, though, this movie didn't piss me off with the, uh, the Cockney accents. Usually uh, a... You know, these type of period pieces, it's just like from hell where you're just watching and you're like, oh, my God, this Cockney accent is fucking God awful. They're actually all pretty decent, which yeah. I'm not going to be able to say next week for the, uh, ah. for the attempted. <laughs> fucking yeah. Yeah. Well, it's accent. not it's it's not like uh, sometimes you watch these horror movies and it's just a bunch of Dick Van Dykes like walking around. They're like, ah, Mary Poppins. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. You know, I could not find it on YouTube because I originally watched it on YouTube and then somebody must have done a DMCA on it and, and it got taken down, which I don't, it seems just awkward to me that somebody, someone would say, hey, that's my movie. You can't. <laughs> <have that." laughs> 
because Demon Wind is on YouTube. But we've already had that conversation twice. I think my biggest issue with this movie is we're we're about to get personal for a second here, right? My my dick does not sign checks, right? I am not. When it comes to having sex, I'm a very lost and confused man. But when I try a lot and when I do it more often, I get a little bit better to the point where Jade will still be with me. Why can't Clint Howard act yet? It's been 30 years. Like You've had 30 attempts. You should be a little bit better at acting at this point. Well, this is the thing about this film is that, yeah, he hasn't been any better since Evil Speak, but he's the least terrible of the terrible actors in this movie. The, uh. the boyfriend, Hank is basically a cardboard cutout of a human being. <laughs> Hank, Hank's, spe- Hank's speaking voice is like a 15-year-old on the phone that doesn't want to get caught by his parents. Every scene that he's talking, he's like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Hank is the worst. He's up. He's demon wind level bad. As far yeah. as goes. And this movie plays it totally straight, which is definitely not to its benefit. You know what no. I mean? This movie is definitely a watch-by-myself movie. Demon Wind, since we keep talking about it and it's been relatively recently discussed, you know, Uninvited, those are party movies. You can have a laugh and, you know, you can share the ridiculousness of the film. Plus, they're very, very obviously tongue-in-cheek. Well, maybe not tongue-in-cheek, but they're aware of the fact that they're making a bad movie. And this movie, in typical Brian Yesna fashion doesn't quite have all it just doesn't have everything going for it it's got a lot of good stuff yeah i but i i genuinely believe that if screaming man george said now i'm good i don't want to do this one this movie would be completely unwatchable oh no yeah the the body horror is the only good part (laughs) i just think it's funny how this movie is not meant to be a dark comedy. It is, yeah, they are trying very hard and it's being serious, but yet the first line is still, nice, a fucking cheeseburger. Oh, no fucking cheeseburger. Yeah, right out of the gate, we get crazy Clint Howard. No, no, he's like, fucking Eddie Burger, 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 Burger. Uh, fucking Eddie, no fucking cheese. I actually wrote that as a quote. So the reason that I love the 40 minutes of nothing in this movie is – as everyone will, will begin to to learn if they don't know now, I have like a weird I, – I, I love serial killers. Um, I have a weird thing with true crime and serial killers. They fascinate me. And the character development of everybody that is attached to Jody, who I will be referring to as Billy because I'm not going back and changing my notes. <laughs> so everyone that's uh, attached to Billy is – Making him a future serial killer. Uh, this kid is just the recipe for being a serial killer. And I'll just give you a quick rundown. Save everyone 40 minutes of their life to give you the character development. So there's Billy, who we talked about, a.k.a. Jody. And he's like, hey, I like to sleep next to a picture of my dead uncle and carry his medals around. I'm a really hard conservative that thinks people that don't go to war are pussies, like my commie bitch teacher. I'm a true American <laughs> patriot, and I can't go, wait to go to war and kill for my country like a man. Also, I'm nine years old. And then <laughs> Billy's mom, and she's like, hey, Billy, I know you really liked your dead uncle, but I wasn't a big fan of him. And I'm going to say that I think he's a piece of shit. I'm also going to imply that I don't really love your father too much either. All right. 
go to bed and remember you're nine years old. And then you meet Billy's mom's boyfriend and he's all like, Billy, Billy, sit down, okay? Let me tell you something. <laughs> By the way, I'm the guy who's porking your mother, right? All right. <laughs> taxes, Billy, okay? So the government, they like to take our money and that's called taxes. So what I do is I find loopholes to get out of paying mine. Also, you're nine years old. And then we meet Isaac Hayes and he's like, I know what you're thinking, Billy. You think I got my dick blown off. That's what <laughs> but it's not true. Matter of fact, this dick made my children. And then in return, my children use their dicks to make my grandchildren. It's a circle of life, Billy. And this is getting repetitive. But for, but for sake of really driving it home, you are nine years old. And that is, <laughs> that is the first 40 minutes of this movie. My favorite thing in your entire rant is that... <laughs> Billy's mom's boyfriend, in your mind, sounds like Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park. It's like, oh man, I had in so the land of dinosaurs, there was no Texas. <laughs> Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to- su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.